0: Thankful for the opportunity to have been away for a few days, but we're glad to be home and thankful for what God is going to do. Pentecost Sunday. I don't know if you realize that today, but this is Pentecost Sunday. We ought to celebrate that for a little while. Amen. Anybody glad you're still Pentecostal? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read from Acts chapter two. And again, this is one of those subjects that's kind of intimidating because so much has been said about it. What can you say that's going to be any different? I'm not going to say anything you hadn't already heard. I didn't come here to say anything you hadn't already heard, but I did come here to remind you of some things that we need to make sure we keep in mind and let God be God. Let's read together. If you have your Bibles, you don't, look up. They're going to provide it for you on the overhead. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, And it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together, and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language." And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, behold, are not all these which speak Galileans and how hear we every man in our own language wherein we were born. And he names those different regions of the world from which these had come, skipping down to verse number 12. And they were all amazed and were in doubt or confused saying one to another what meaneth this amen what meaneth this I looked up the word that is used here for meaneth in the Greek text and it indicates purpose, intention. What is the purpose of this? What is the intention? What's behind all of this? That's what I want to talk to you about for a little while today. I want to talk to you about retaining the meaning of Pentecost. Amen. Say that with me. Retaining the meaning of Pentecost. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Though the word Pentecost is used only three times in the New Testament, its lack of use does not nullify its importance or betray its significance. This celebration went further back than just this particular occasion. It finds its roots in the Old Testament celebration known as the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. The Jewish people had three major feasts that they celebrated that involved pilgrimages back to Jerusalem. And all males were expected to return to Jerusalem during these times for worship. There was the Feast of Passover, which was during the time of the barley harvest. And there was the Feast of Tabernacles that came during the harvest of olive and grape. And then there was the Feast of Weeks, which was linked to the wheat harvest. It was during this festivity and celebration that They would bring before the Lord two loaves of bread and they would lift those loaves and wave them before the Lord as an offering of thanks for his provision and for his help. The Feast of Pentecost came to be known as a very special time in the heart of every Jewish person. It came with the meaning of 50 because that number was significant to them in that they had been told that after seven sevens, that is 49, after 49, the 50th year would be a year of jubilee or a year of celebration. It would be a year of release and things would return back to what they had been before those 49 years had begun. It was a time when deaths were, were, were delivered and freedom from bondage and slavery was expunged. And most importantly, it was a time of rest and it became important to Israel to always remember to celebrate this particular season of life and in their own spiritual journey, when Jesus came along, he picked up the, the the book of Isaiah and he spoke from it in the temple, and he reminded them that his purpose was to come and declare, and he said, "My purpose is to declare the acceptable year of the Lord." which was a direct reference back to that year of Jubilee. In my interpretation of that, Jesus said, I have come to give you the full and clear revelation of what Jubilee ought to be about and what it should continually consist of. Amen. Freedom and deliverance and rest. And so Pentecost is a celebration, not of a denominational bias, but of a spiritual truth. And I want us to embrace that truth again this morning. What is this strange mystery called Pentecost? That question lingers no doubt today in the hearts and minds of a lot of people around the world. Who are those people and what do they represent? What does Pentecost mean? It is a question that I believe deserves an honest answer. But I also tell you, don't ask it if you're not willing to embrace the answer. Amen. Anybody here want to embrace the answer to what meaneth this? Amen. Some view Pentecost as a metaphor, not a reality. They view it as a symbol, symbolic of something, but not the actual fact of what it was, and that was the birth of the church. Others marginalize it because in their words, and I quote, it is beyond the scope of historical inquiry, whatever that means. Uh, My my brother's here, maybe he could explain that one. I, I don't know what that means. It tells me that somebody, it just went beyond what their educational level was, and they didn't think anything could go beyond that. But I'm here to tell you, God can go beyond my educational level. He can go beyond your understanding. He's gone beyond all of that to do what he's done in this world. Amen. Skeptics sneer at it and say there is no such thing. The religionists deny it saying we never heard of anything like that. And many do not experience it because they have been told it no longer exists. It was for another day. Others have not experienced it because it has been explained away as unnecessary. Men have tried to stereotype it. They have tried to categorize it. They have tried to dismiss it. They have tried to label it as heresy. They have even denied it. But I am here to tell you that in spite of the denial and the dismissal, Pentecost is still alive and well. And what he began then, he's still doing right now in this place today. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him a little praise. I come to remind you that there is no secret. The power of Pentecost is still available to all of us. And I declare to you today that there is meaning. There is meaning in the moving of God's spirit. I declare today that we can have that same experience in this day that they had in that day. Because Jesus said... I am the same yesterday and today and forever. You can speak with new tongues. You can receive miraculous healings. You can be delivered from whatever binds you to the power of his spirit. Lives can be changed because that is the one word definition of what Pentecost is. It is change. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that change that has happened in your life? Oh, hallelujah. You see, Pentecost was the watershed moment. It was when God's word had come to full fruition. Isaiah prophesied and said, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and thy blessings upon thine offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water course. Again, Isaiah said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherein he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing Ezekiel picked up his pen and said a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put in you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. And then Joel picked up his pen and said, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants, and upon the handmaidens, in those days will I pour out my spirit and even Jesus himself before he ascended reminded them saying and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the father which he saith, you have heard of me for John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days Oh, yes, I am thankful for every promise that has been fulfilled in Pentecost. So Pentecost does not represent the birth of a denomination, but it marks the divine movement of God's spirit in a way it had never moved before. This fulfilled promise Is something he wanted every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, every tongue, every class, every language, every soul that lives, that they might experience the transforming power of his spirit. Amen. The spiritual power that we talk about today is mightier than any argument. Amen. You are the best testimony to the worst argument that the world can give for trying to explain it away. Explain me. I once was a sinner, dark and dirty, but at an altar of repentance, He washed me of my sin. He forgave me of my iniquity. And then he poured his spirit into me. And I began to speak with other tongue as his spirit gave the utterance. And my life began to change. And from that day until now, I am not the man that I was. And you are not the person you were because of the transforming power of the Holy Ghost that was poured out in your life. Amen. The world has come too late to tell me it's not for me. Amen. Amen. It is life changing. You remember the night you received the Holy. Anybody here remember that time? Anybody remember what that night felt like? Anybody remember how you went home? My Lord, we need to remember that. We need to go back and have it all over again. We need to have a, new, a fresh Pentecost today. We need to go back and have that same experience over again in our life. We need to be reminded of just how powerful God is. That he can pick me up from so far a place and bring me into the kingdom of his dear son. And make me a child. Oh yes. Some of you must not have been as dirty as I was. Amen. I know all of you were born with halos and wings. I I can see them. They're not disguised very well. I see them pooching out behind you. But I wasn't born that way. I was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. There wasn't anything good about me. Everything in my flesh wanted to do everything opposite of what God wanted me to do. But one night in an altar, That powerful spirit began to flow, that flowed through that upper room. That same spirit that moved then, moved there on 5th and Burnett Street in Wichita Falls. And as a 12-year-old boy, I began to speak in other language. I didn't understand what I was saying, but it didn't matter. He understood what I said. He was the one giving the impulse to speak it. And I am thankful that from this, that day until this day, I've never had to worry. I've never had to wonder because he has come again and again and again and proven himself to be real in my soul. Amen. Acts, Acts, let me say this. Acts is the record not of the mere history of the church but for our replication and for our example the book of acts should in fact be our continuing story even though your book of acts has a 28 chapter i believe it is that's not the last chapter We're writing the last chapter. Yes. Yes. Because what he began in the book of Acts could not be contained in just that one book. It was just the beginning. It was just to show you what could happen when people seek him and they hunger for him. And they thirst for him. And I remind you that Jerusalem was filled with devout men. And they didn't know what was going on. They had to come and ask, what does this mean? But there were 120 or so that were in an upper room that had gone there with purpose. They had gone there because they had been sent there. Go tarry until you're endued with power from on high go stay there until you're clothed with something supernatural and they were willing and they prayed and they were in a spirit of anticipation that always opens the door for God to come in God's not going to force feed you but if somewhere in your heart there's just an inkling of expectation if there's in your heart just an inkling of hunger God is attracted to that hunger and he poured his spirit out in that place just like He does over and over again in this place when we come hungry for Him. Amen. So we celebrate not just a beginning, but we celebrate the continuation of the story today. Not in a natural body, but in a spiritual body He is with us, called the church. And today for us, oh God, I pray that He would give us a fresh, understanding of the wonder and the power in which we were born that he would give us a fresh love and appreciation for what we have been birthed into that we would be born again this Sunday morning this Pentecost Sunday would be a great opportunity for us to experience that powerful explosion all over again in our lives. Amen. Today, what she was born in must be the atmosphere that she continues to live in. Amen. I, I want to say that again. What the church was born in, what you and I were born in, must be the atmosphere that continues to be the one that we live in the same power the same wonder the same glory the same mighty wind the same breath of God the same tongues of fire the same Holy Ghost that was poured out in that moment must be poured out again and again and again and again we can only claim kinship to this church you hear me we can only claim kinship to this church if what happened then happens now amen amen call yourself baptist call yourself methodist Call yourself Catholic, call yourself whatever, but don't call yourself Pentecostal. If you're not gonna let happen now, what happened back then? Because what he started back then was not a denomination, but it was a move of his spirit that's still moving in this world right now. Oh hallelujah the same power the same Jesus the same name the same blood when you and I read the book of Acts we should not read it as intimidation but we should read it as encouragement that when Je- when when Peter and John were on their way to the temple for prayer And they met a lame man by the gate, beautiful, expecting to receive alms. They didn't disappoint him. Oh, church, we need to understand that we can live in that same atmosphere. We can live in that same expectation. There ought to be that same kind of anticipation that God, whatever you did, you're obligated to do it again because you're the same. You never change. You're always the same. Yes. And if they can bring the sick before them and lay them on carts so that just the shadow of Peter passing by, they were healed. Then there ought to be some kind of demonstration that takes place in an apostolic church when that power is released and that kind of healing is experienced. Hallelujah. Yes, it's not about a man. It's about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's about Jesus being manifest in our midst. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, is there the same power? Is there the same magnetic influence? Is there the same wonder about this church that there was about that church? Man, I want people to scratch their head when they look at us. I want them to scratch their head when they look at me and say, man, what's he doing? He's not doing anything but God doing a lot of stuff. It ought to be that when people pass by this church, or when they drive down 528, there's something that reaches out and says, what's going on in that place? What does that mean? I don't want it to mean just another building project. I don't want it to mean just another dollar sign for some contractor. I want it to represent a waste station. A place where a man or a woman can come and step into an altar and find deliverance and healing and freedom. I want it to become the gate of heaven that opens a door for the glory of God to fill their life. What does it mean? It means God is still moving. They, I want people to be puzzled about it. I don't know, he's not very organized and, and they don't seem to be, uh, man, they, they, they don't seem to be well equipped. I, I know, I'm not against well-oiled machinery. Please don't get me wrong. But what I've learned about well-oiled machinery is you get so good at it, you knew it whether God shows up or not. I just have news for you. I prayed this last night. I said, God, if you don't show up in the morning, what I have to say will not matter. If you don't move in this place today, there's nothing that I can do that can change. But if you'll show up, if you'll just move, if you'll just make your presence known, something's going to happen. I need to move on. Praise God. God, help us to understand what you released at Pentecost is still actively working in 2019. Amen. And the only thing that we have to worry about is making room for it to operate. You see, sometimes we can serve the Lord so long we become devout Jews. And we find ourselves standing on the outside looking in saying, what's that? I don't ever want to get to that place. I want to be on the inside call me an ignorant fisherman, I don't care, unlearned, but they've been with Jesus. That's all that matters. I don't have to have a pedigree. He's got the pedigree. I don't have to have the education. He's got the education. I'm not saying you don't need to be educated. I'm just saying educate yourself as far as you can go and God still will go beyond that and blow your mind and what he can do. Amen. To fully comprehend what God wants to continue to do in the church. Equipping us with His Spirit. Filling us with His power. Forming a body that He would call a church that would be for Jew and Gentile alike. That it would have no national boundaries. No national ranking. God's plan was for all people. The operation of His presence and the power of His Spirit... In our lives and midst on a daily basis. Amen. Living in the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So that it works if you're in line at Walmart and somebody turns around and looks at you and says, are you a, are you a Christian? I'm, I'm more than that. Oh yeah. What do you need? Could you pray for me? Boom. In the name of Jesus. Yes, say, oh, Brother Hughes, I don't think I can do that. You get full enough of the Holy Ghost and you can do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need a little boldness. I need a little boldness. Thank God. It wasn't designed just to be inside four walls. It started inside, but it didn't stay inside. When that multitude gathered, it got out into the streets. It filled all Jerusalem because that was the thing that they brought to Herod. These are the guys that have turned Jerusalem upside down. They've turned the world upside down. They filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. Wouldn't it be great if somebody would come to the mayor one day and say, Man, you gotta do something about that group there on 528? They're filling Link City, they're filling Webster, they're filling Friendswood with this doctrine. This God present, this God miraculous, this God healer. <laughs> oh. Oh, come on, church. If we're going to talk about it, we need to do more than talk about it. We need to live it. We need to experience it. We need to see it every day of our life. Oh, be, I'm, I'm going to take just a couple of minutes. So I'm going to I want to point out to you some identifying marks of a truly Pentecostal. Church, a truly Pentecostal experience. There are five words that describe what happened in that upper room. First of all is the word suddenly. Say that with me. Suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Out of nowhere. One moment changed everything. One moment it was... Just prayer, routine, and the next, it was pandemonium. Right. Suddenly. Right. Amen. Somebody say it with me again. Suddenly. Something that you cannot orchestrate. Something that you cannot stage. Something that you cannot script. You cannot write. You cannot arrange. You cannot coordinate. It is a sovereign move of the Holy Ghost. That when people begin to pray. And people begin to worship. God sees that as an opportunity. And wow. Suddenly he's there. Suddenly he moves. Suddenly they stand up and walk. Suddenly they are healed. Suddenly. They begin to speak with other tongues. Something spontaneous. There has to be that or we're not truly apostolic. That doesn't bring chaos and that doesn't call for disorder. Because the scripture is very clear that things should be done decently and in order. But when God is in control, it will not be disorderly. If it's disorderly, it's man, not God. Amen. What we need is a suddenly kind of spirit around here. What we need is something that as well as we plan our services. And we try to make sure we stay within these time constraints. That there's an opportunity in here. Somewhere in here there's an opportunity for God just to step in and say, okay, you've done enough. Now let me do what I'm good at doing. But somewhere in our little program, there's a window of opportunity. There's a door that opens and God steps in that door and said, all right, I got it from here on. If you need a healing, if you need the Holy Ghost, if you need deliverance, if you need an answer to prayer, suddenly, We've got to maintain that element. Amen. Because I know this much about us. We can script God right out of it. And we can choreograph it so perfectly. And I know this is simple, but it's almost like God's out there. Okay. Are they going to give me a chance to get it? They're going to give me an opportunity. And they just keep going right on through their well-oiled machinery. That's why sometimes we sing a song more than once. Main reason is because some of you are still at Six Flags. We're trying to get you to church. Some of you are still paying bills. Some of you are still worried about the gas bill that came that just blew your mind. Some of you worried about that, that credit card bill that showed up unexpectedly. And so we got to sing some of those more than one time to get everybody. But boy, there's something happens when we all get tuned in. You know what I'm talking about. An atmosphere changes. There's an atmosphere change. And suddenly, suddenly, happening here, happening there, happening back here, happening over there. Somebody's there. Somebody's received. It ought to be normal for people to receive the Holy Ghost right out there. They don't have to come to an altar. We've made that a practice. That's not God's practice. They were sitting in an upper room when he filled them on that day. We can be standing or sitting. But when the door is open, God said, Oh, that's all I'm waiting for. I'll come in. I'm just telling you, church that as a Pentecostal church, there ought to be a daily reminder that God's Spirit is alive and well in this place. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen, amen. The second word I want you to focus your mind on is the word sound. Everybody say sound. The word comes from the Greek word which means "echo." You know what an echo is, don't you? It is the repeating of something spoken in another place. And this echo came from heaven. This sound came from heaven. And God speaks. And somewhere there's a heart that opens. And becomes a channel through which it can... Reflect and echo and all of a sudden out of their mouth, out of their tongue, out of their speaking began to flow a praise and a worship that is out of this world. It's heavenly. It's unexplainable, but undeniable. It was a sound, a repeated sound, a signal returning that we got it, God. We got it. I'm just here to tell you this morning that there ought to be something happening in this place that is a reflection of heaven. Every time we come together, there ought to be something that happens that is reflective of another world that's higher than this world and purer than this world. A sound, an echo he speaks and my soul becomes that reflecting point to repeat that sound. And I'm telling you, church, that there has got to be something so divine that happens in this place that it cannot be found in an office. It cannot be found in a talent. It cannot be found in a gifting It cannot be found in an organization. It cannot be found in a building. But it comes from another world. There's got to be something happening in this place that is a reflection of heaven. Every time we gather. Amen. The third word is the word wind. The word wind simply means breath. Breath. It means respiration. God respire. And that wind fills our soul. That breath of life fills our spirit. Wind is a mysterious thing. You can't see it, but you can sure feel its effects. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. It blows where it listen, There's something mysterious about the wind, but it's undeniable. Oh, it's undeniable. I can't explain it. I mean, you know, we, we, we like to be able to figure out how to explain things, but this is one thing I've figured out about God. He doesn't need me to explain him. He just needs me to let Him be Him. Yeah. Quit trying to figure out how He's going to do it. Just let Him do it. Amen. When you cannot tell where it's going to come from and you don't know where it's going to move, but it's going to make its presence known. When the Spirit moves... It ought to move us. And it's a sad story. When God begins to move. And we're just standing there. Wondering what's going on. Looking around. Seeing who's in church. Oh I'm going to get down where you're at right now. Yeah. Now trying to figure out what they're doing up there. They don't. What are they doing up on that front row? Oh, I know that never happened around Greater Life Church. But I sure have seen some distant looks in your eyes when I've looked back in the time of worship. I can tell one thing, you weren't worshiping. I don't know where you were or what your mind was on, but it needs to get on what's going on in here. Because when they were all with one mind, with one accord, something, something dynamic happened something supernatural began to flow in that place oh hallelujah I'm going to shut up I'm going to shut up we need that kind of we need that freeness we need that diversity of operation we need that mysteriousness about our services amen I don't like to know what all is going to happen did you plan on that nope Were you expecting that? Yep. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I was expecting God to show up. And when God shows up, you never know what's going to happen. I know I tricked some of you there, but I I want there to be something about church that's just mysterious. Man, oh, this is, it's not spooky. It's just mysterious. You never know what God's gonna do. You never know who God's gonna use. You never know how He's gonna manifest Himself. You never know what song it may be on the first one. That's what shocks a lot of people is God shows up on the very first song. And they're not used to getting into it until the third one. Come on church i won't mess with you a little bit right now. If we're going to call ourselves Pentecostal, we better start living every hour, every second, with that anticipation that God has released something. God has done something. And He can show up any time He wants to show up. I'm on a cloak. Th- two more words. Rushing. Everybody say rushing. Amen. It means to carry some burden, to move by bearing. To be conveyed with speed, to bring forward, to move rapidly. Amen. The rapidity of which God's spiritual influence spreads is almost mind boggling. It's like fire, wildfire just begins to, God's spirit does not creep and crawl along trying to catch up with us. We're trying to catch up with him because he's much further ahead. God's spirit is so powerful it moves quicker than iron gates. Yeah. It bears brass and withstands whatever locks may be put on the doors. Amen. Oh yeah. That's what we need. We need a we we, we need a rushing wind. We, We need a quick Sovereign work. And the word mighty. And I close. Everybody say mighty. Mighty. There ought to be something about our services that are forceful. I don't mean in a negative way. But I mean in a vital way. The word mighty carries the, the meaning of force. But the idea... Of, of a critical activity, not just random moving, not just abstract here, there, perky jerky, unplanned, uncoordinated, but it is orchestrated by another world, not just street in violent, chaotic, Disruptive, destructive actions. But ordered strength. Ordered and martial forces. It's mighty. It's mighty. When God sets his spirit in motion. It moves with purpose. It is channeled. It is directed. God doesn't just move indiscriminately. He moves with purpose so that when God's Spirit begins to move, we can expect something to happen. Not just the indiscriminate movement that is unplanned, but that which is focused. That which could withstand anything. Amen. Mighty an irresistible nature of His Spirit that flows in this place. Amen. That's stronger than me, stronger than you. It's stronger than my stubbornness. It's stronger than my bullheadedness. It's stronger than my rebellion. It's stronger than my sin. It's stronger than my failure. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. It's relentless. It will not let up. It will not step back. It just keeps coming. Amen. Aren't you thankful for something that doesn't give up? It just keeps coming. And because of that, they were filled. Everybody say filled. They were controlled. Oh, wouldn't it be great if if we could get to that place where we were truly controlled? by the Holy Ghost Amen wouldn't it be great if you and I could get to the place where the Spirit of God was moving so freely in our lives that every step we take was in harmony with Him it was like we were moving as we were led of the Holy Ghost mighty they say mighty we need that kind of move right now we don't need ordinary service We need a mighty move of your spirit. We don't need just another Sunday. We don't need another Father's Day. As much as I hate to say, we we don't just need another holiday. We need a mighty move of God. Because there are people headed in the wrong direction. The only thing that's going to stop them from destruction is a mighty move of your spirit stand with me right now hallelujah somehow church we have to retain the meaning of Pentecost oh yes something divine something otherworldly oh God we've got to ask for it we've got to invite it we've got to anticipate it we've got to We've got to prepare for it. We don't know how He's going to do it. We don't know when He's going to do it. We just know He's going to do it. And I feel like He's here right now. There's some things that God still wants to do in this service before we leave Him. Amen. He wants to straighten the crooked path. Order some steps. Amen. He wants to order some steps. And I feel like right now would be a great time for you just to close out everybody around you. Say, God, I don't know what you're talking to them about, but I need you to talk to me right now. What is it in my life? What do I need to work on this morning, God, that will help bring me in closer alignment to your divine will and purpose? What do I need to learn? What do I need to be reminded of today, God, that will bring me in closer proximity of what you want me to be and what you have called me to be? And Lord, let your spirit, I I open that door to you right now. I open that door to you right now. Come on. I want you to work in me. I want you to work through me. I want you to speak into my life. I want you to manifest yourself in my spirit. I want you to reveal yourself in my family. I want you to heal my marriage. I want you to deliver me from this addiction.